0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. It's time for two nerd skis and a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the two nerdskis and an and a podcast podcast. That was fucking terrible. That was fucking goddamn terrible. Uh, no, no, dude, that was that. That was great.
1: <laughs> we're we're doing do live. We're doing goddamn live. All <laughs> right. We'll write it out. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, that's Jeff. One of your uh Hosts and uh, this is Eric as usual. And uh, first of all, happy new year, everybody! Welcome to 2021. And um, Jeff, are you ready to move to 2022 already?
0: Uh, I'm ready to move to 50 fucking years and hopefully things are <laughs> aren't, aren't a spectacular shit show. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's already kind of, I mean, we're still kind of like in. A weird situation as it is clown world. world yeah and uh you know we're just you know you do the best you do the best that you can with it and you just gotta just figure out where it goes from there but um i mean so for overall though uh you know i'm doing all right jeff i know you're doing okay and uh, i mean do you want to tell do you want to tell us listeners uh what you've been up to in terms of a certain thing wink wink or whatnot
0: uh Let's see, in terms of Wink Wink, uh, in terms of that, I would say just been uh, just been doing my best to stay creative any which way I can. Uh, I got uh, actually caught a special uh, a special sickness that you guys may may have heard of over the last year or so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, China. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> anywho, uh, so, uh, it it wasn't the worst. I've I've suffered through worse. I mean, shit. I I had strep throat and chicken pox at the same time my my dude, sophomore year. Really? I did. I was oh, dude, yeah, That
1: must have been brutal,
0: dude. Yeah, I, uh, I was out of school for like ten days. It was rough. Uh, so it's, uh, but you know, obvious, obviously, obviously it, it's, the effects are going to vary on, it, it all depends on the individual and, and their health. So, uh, so, so we still,
1: yeah, I yeah, so, just recommend everyone, you know, just wash your hands, social distance as much as you can. If you have to go outside, you only go do the essentials Wear a mask, at least know who you're going to be hanging out with. If you trust them, then you can like, maybe not so much. Okay. That just sounded. Hypocritical, but the point is just you know stay healthy, everybody, and stay safe. That's all we can really say in this. And
0: story. yeah, if 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 you do end up getting it, don't panic. Just uh, work
1: with the punches. You know, I mean, you've known people who have who've actually had caught you know some case who have caught it and they've recovered. But you know, we can't say the same for everybody else. But you know, you just let's just do our part, okay?
0: Yeah, you'll 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 feel like shit for for a little while, but. In the meantime, just uh, just keep your keep your immune system strong. Uh, I'd say I would personally recommend vitamin C, vitamin D, and anything to keep uh, just keep the immune system strong. And it'll every little bit does make a difference in in the long run, and to help e- expedite the, the recovery.
1: That's kind of actually, if, you know, I don't mean to like go any further, but it's kind of funny you mention that. It's like, I mean, you, a lot of people are saying that, like, you know, we need to get a vaccine. But honestly, you're, I think honestly, it's more about you know, Jeff is right. I think it for at least what I have observed, it's more about building up your immune system, because that's what's really going to help in the long run. Sure, a vaccine will definitely help prevent you from getting it kind of like how a, a, the vaccine, how a flu vaccine works. But really, it comes down to like, how healthy you are, and like how your immune system is, is the better your immune system, the more the less likely you are to catch anything. So but yeah, I, I, I agree. Just build up your immune system from there and just see where it goes. You're, this, then again, this is coming from a kid whose mom is a nurse for like how many years? So I I, I know a little bit of a medical expertise, but I could, I'm also shooting out of my own asshole here. Just saying.
0: That's nasty.
1: <laughs> Mr. Plinkett there. Uh, 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 oh, my 2020, God. 2020 was more of a disappointment than my son. <laughs> all right speaking of disappointment no no that's not disappointment <laughs> i was gonna say oh damn no 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 no. i'm joking um but anyway so we're here to talk tremors too so um and this has been a long time coming so because i because i know I, I mean obviously one of our very first episodes we talked about the first tremors and how They're
0: we the- the greatest motion picture ever uh, put to uh, to film stock
1: it's not just because it's Kevin Bacon and Fred
0: Ward is it uh they're two vital elements
1: <laughs> this is this is true i I do agree but um I mean outs. I mean I obviously had known about the sequels and the TV series the only like real sequel I had seen up to this point was Tremor's five bloodlines and that was with Jamie Kennedy and that was the first time I ever thought Jamie Kennedy was like actually not annoying and actually played a pretty good character for once. Yeah, (laughs) it was like it it was that
0: it was the first time since since uh, Scream where I was like, oh, wow. okay, so so this is why Jamie Kennedy has a career. Then Tremors 6 came out and that backtracked everything. But we'll get to that eventually.
1: So Tremors 2 (laughs) um so why don't you why don't you start us off this because really this was your suggestion and yes it I was I've never seen it before so why don't you start us off with it so like how like what what is what is the story of Tremors two?
0: So Tremors two uh, it uh, it takes place six years after the events of the first film and we find Earl Bassett once again played by uh, one of America's greatest treasures Fred Ward uh, this time kind of. In a shittier position than Val, he was. based he basically uh, got all this fame and attention after what happened uh, during the after the events of the first film, but kind of pissed it all away. So he's running an ostrich farm. He is, but that's that. Of course, uh, like most things in Earl's life, uh, did not work out, and so he's given a second chance a big second chance to uh to basically uh to basically go down to mexico as a mexican oil refinery is being attacked by a new batch of graboids and he's being offered fifty thousand dollars for each graboid and so it's payday
1: uh Pretty much, that's it. And then, obviously, as you find out, there's a new twist with the grab with the graboids. But we'll get there. I mean, so pretty much, pretty much. Um, so this was my first time ever watching this, and I, I'll be honest, I literally just watched this maybe shit four, five, six hours ago, um, and um. Because you told me not to, you told me not to say how I felt about this movie until we got. Yes,
0: yeah. So, so prior to to recording this, uh, we didn't talk about the movie at all. So I do not know how I, I not, feel. I, yeah. I do not know Eric's thoughts on this in any way, shape, or form. So, Eric, what did you think of Tremors Two: Aftershocks?
1: So I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, it was a lot of fun, but. I do feel that it falls a little bit short. Um, it's
0: it's definitely a step down, but mm. I think what uh because Tremors the original is such a lightning in a bottle type of movie where everything just kind of came together perfectly to create this uh to create this really fun, exciting creature feature. And you, you had the right cast. You had a good director. You had sharp writing. You had these great performances from uh, from from the central characters. It was fun. It was it was a little intense at times. It blended all those elements perfectly. And even though it wasn't a box office hit, it made a killing through home video rentals. And that's where the movie found really found its audience. And so in uh, so a few years later, after the After the popularity of Tremors elevated it to cult status, Universal was interested in pursuing a sequel. And uh, and uh, however, uh, during the development, it was decided that this will not go to theaters. This will go straight to video and the budget will be substantially reduced because I think the original budget for the first film was about 11 million dollars. And this film had a budget of four million dollars, and it didn't
1: feel like four million dollars to me. But
0: uh, yeah, honestly, and that's and uh, we'll definitely get to that. But
1: it's kind of like how like the first movie, like you said, you said the first movie was made for eleven million, right? That didn't feel like an eleven million dollar picture to me. That
0: no, felt, not at all.
1: That felt like maybe what thirty million, maybe tops.
0: It, it basically, and yeah. and honestly, for, when when it comes to other straight to video sequels coming out in the 90s this is one of the best ones and
1: um, yeah i mean to i mean to be fair i haven't watched a lot of like direct video sequels for, in the 90s but i've heard uh, when i was looking up when i was looking this up earlier that this has a reputation of being one of the better direct to video sequels it, ever made.
0: it it definitely is because uh, Honestly, if if it was just if it was given just a slightly bigger budget, I, uh, I would say like, it, like years, it actually easily because yeah. it, it it's a very polished movie. And yeah, it doesn't yeah.
1: feel like a, a direct to video movie. It feel, I mean, the way the production is, the way that the mods that the Graboids this time are designed, as well as the new creatures, they're designed. I'm like, how the hell did this go straight to video um, like this was? like the effects were on point although I will say the, the the practicals were amazing but the CGI yeah
0: so the uh so uh, so so when it comes to uh to the practical graboids uh because uh just like the first film uh studio adi came back to to do the effects for this film and they still bring their A game and the the practical graboids still look incredible like there's that one scene where the uh uh, where the Graboid, you know, lifts itself out of the ground and it's hyperventilating and Earl and Grady are uh, are just kind of looking at it, just kind of testing it to see what's wrong. And it looks incredible. It, it, you see it breathing, you see it. It looks so alive and uh, and uh, but for the uh, for the for the new creatures, which are, they're later called Shriekers in uh, in later installments. They're, uh, it's, uh, they're, they're very well done design wise. However, you, it's very obvious that, that their movement is pretty, is is very limited because, uh, whenever they actually have to walk around, uh, that's when they often use a CGI shot Mm -hmm. and, uh, going back to the CGI when it's, when it's a far away wide shot, it it looks fine. Like it doesn't hold on, on the shots for too long.
1: And then when so, they do up close, it's just, oh, when they, they do up close, like, it looks Dud. pretty bad.
0: It looks like awful. But, <laughs> but thinking, again, but in terms of a straight to video movie from the nineties, this is
1: like way up there
0: for, it sure. it could have like, been way worse. It could have been so much worse. And, and even it's, uh you know, in terms of, uh so it, it kind of borders on that line of, uh, that that's, uh, that doesn't look the greatest. And then there's... But oh doesn't
1: my... look the shittiest either. Like, it, it looks it, far away from
0: the shittiest. Like, it, it's not the fucking Langoliers or something like that, which came out, like, a year prior.
1: I have an important business meeting in Boston at 9 o'clock! Scaring the little
2: girl!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, fuck that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, do you remember what the Langoliers look like? They look like... Um... Like... they look like meatball they look like like
0: testicles with with, with with (laughs) mouth
1: yeah i mean have you watched rick and morty i don't i have no i don't know if i've ever asked you this have you watched rick and morty i haven't actually okay you should probably watch rick and morty at some point but that's okay not only is that like an excellent like animated series like the science is almost like pretty accurate and they have two characters at one point that are like uh time they're not really time travelers but they're voiced by mike Keegan Michael Key and Jordan peele and like their heads look like the ears That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, you should probably yeah, you should you should definitely check it out at some point. But so anyways, uh beside for so who do we have? You just mentioned Earl, so that means Fred Ward's back. So who do we have in this movie besides Fred?
0: Uh so uh, uh so uh <clears throat> excuse me. who the, <laughs> the alcohol's the alcohol's kicking in. Oh god. <laughs> so, uh, what, do you think I'm going to do podcast sober? Pfft.
1: So. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: I make it fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you can make it fun without, like, stumbling all over the goddamn they
0: uh, The graboid. The, 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 the all
1: right, fucking Stallone, I'm taking over the reins. So, <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> all right, so in this movie, we also have, uh, well, obviously, we have Michael Gross, Back as Burt Gummer, the greatest survivalist I have ever seen on a motion picture screen anywhere. And it, and uh, I will say, in like top shape form in this movie for sure.
0: I I will say, this movie probably has some of the best Burt moments in the entire franchise. Some of his lines are insanely quotable. I Uh, feel uh, I I was was denied denied. critical Critical. Critical. need to know. (laughs) like <laughs> who Gross is a fucking legend oh man i, I mean the way he
1: des- the way he describes like being attacked by the shrieker okay so there at one point like he's like he encounters he first encounters the shrinkers and it fades the black and at at one at no point i'm like thinking oh god i hope he's okay because i'm like it's bird
0: he's gonna be all right <laughs> as a critical as a critical drinker would say no nah, it'll be fine no everybody fought <laughs> so and
1: then so we also have uh christopher Garten. he plays grady hoover uh how do we describe grady hoover he says what he's like he's a taxi driver he's like he's from the city he's like a city dweller or city slacker i don't know but he's very much the um he's very so, much, he's so, very so. much uh not he's not kevin bacon unfortunately but you know what he he grew on me and i ended up really liking him at the very end of the movie
0: so because uh Christopher Garden's character is where the movie could have gone very, very wrong. If uh, if he was way too annoying, like Jamie Kennedy in Tremor six, but we'll get to that. (laughs) uh, Then this movie would definitely be taken down a few pegs. But Christopher Garden really finds a good balance where he's kind of an annoying asshole at first. But as the movie goes on, you see that, you know, he has good camaraderie with Fred Ward. He uh, like they, they both have some snappy dialogue between each other. And uh, like he's very, very charismatic and actually has and actually he's find out that he's very, uh, very resourceful at, at certain points throughout the movie. So he could have been obnoxious male damsel in distress, but he, he ends up coming out of it Um, a relatively like a relatively likable character that that you don't mind being there at all. Like it's it doesn't fill the void of the Baconator. But no, it doesn't. But but, but him being there, it's like, all right, like you're fine. You're fine. I'll I I like you. Well, what I really like about um what I really like about Grady is that he's a
1: good like he's kind of learning under um earl's kind of wing he's kind of taken under earl's wing in terms of like you know hunt you know hunt graboids and like I, I love this one moment where they're like just eating lunch on a rock the car is like right there and <laughs> they unfortunately leave the radio on the ground and he's like you left the radio on the ground he's like
0: sorry what? i forgot
1: <laughs> Sorry, i forgot and they're just like all right and they just keep eating and then like at night they're just at night they've camped for the night and like you hear a coyote howling in the distance like Oh, he better oh, shut coyote. up. Yeah, he better shut up. And I'm just like, I have here in my notes when, unfortunately, the coyote gets eaten by the grab boy. It's just like, uh, what is poor coyote should have just kept quiet. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but,
1: but no, I really like the chemistry between the two. It really works. Uh, they have, I mean, they have very different ways of approaching things. You mentioned earlier how, like, when they first meet, like the grab boy that's like, what the fuck is going on with it? And he's just like, I got this ideas. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Get off the ground. Get off the ground. God damn it. Okay. and Okay. So I, I will say, uh, uh, probably my favorite sequence in the movie is, uh, uh, cause early, earlier in the movie, they, uh, you know, Grady has the idea of, Hey, let's attract the grab boy by dragging the chain on the truck, you know, cause the graboid's whites by sound. And uh, a few minutes later, the Graboid actually grabs the chain. I know, and, <laughs> and then you, know, you, have, this, the you then have
1: this excellent, like, kind of like, it's not. Uh, would you say it's a chase? Where
0: like, I, I wouldn't say it's really. Forward? I would say it's really a chase, but but I think uh like uh because I you know I'm trying to put myself in uh, in the writer's perspective, you know, because like how uh,
1: how could we make this scene fun?
0: <laughs> exactly, because because uh, again, this is a relatively low budget movie. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they were able to craft a fun sequence such as this with just dragging a truck backwards as basically, and, you know, cause it's, uh, you know, throughout it, you, you don't, you don't see the graboid, but you still feel the presence of the monster. Which is and- a great
1: use of like, you know, um, it goes back to that kind of thing with, um, I think we talked about in the first one where, I mean, before you see the graboid um you kind of just see like the camera like moving as a graboid and whatnot and then you and then like the, the review it's very much the joss thing where like you just build up to it and once the reveal is made it's so fucking satisfying and like they do it here too for sure although i mean again the budget is budget is the reason for it this time not that the budget was also the reason this, last time but the budget is very apparent here but it also works it's very much like you said like it's a clever way of still showing the graboid without showing it and so the best way to do it is like snag
0: that chain and just take it for a ride <laughs> or drug ride. And it's like exactly like it's a uh, it, it's definitely something that it's uh like it doesn't go too over the top and feels like that could have easily been in the first movie like it's like all the humor in this movie fits perfectly in line With like, it's obviously not as sharply written as the original movie, but the humor is still there uh, because most of the original creative team came back for this for the sequel. And so that's uh, that. uh, So there's at least a consistent enough quality. So where if you watch these if you watch these two movies back to back, if it's a very organic flow where it's uh, it's like, okay, this does feel like a natural sequel and, uh, and one thing I did want, want to mention too. Uh, so in uh, in the original movie, you have the beautiful desert landscapes uh, filmed in Lone Pine, California, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually on uh, uh, Arrow Arrow Video uh, recently released a new uh, a new transfer of Tremors, and it's one of the greatest Blu ray releases I've ever seen. It, uh the way it enhances the colors, and you're able to see more of the wide mountainscapes of lone pine it it looks incredible like i i i can't recommend that blu-ray enough but what i like about this movie is that it creates its own uh, its own visual style to it in a way to where it has the, the lush green hills and mountains of mexico and but it still it still feels attuned to to the original movie and so and i feel like uh I feel like that visual uh, or like that—that that change in landscape helps, uh, like helps prevent the movie from feeling like a total rehash. Because if they were just in the desert all over again, then
1: like doing the first movie all over again,
0: exactly. And so, and uh, so, what I think this movie does what a sequel should do: take the elements that made the first movie very, uh, that made the movie a success to begin with, and expand on it. And that's exactly what this movie does, because for the for the first half of the movie, you know, you have the standard Graboid chase scenes and you feel that, uh, you know, these characters, these characters that have encountered them in the previous movie, that they feel that they have the advantage over them and they feel that they can they can outsmart them. And they're not they're not really tripping about it at all. However, when the Graboids start acting weird and they kind of they and they discover shortly after that something came out of it like basically in a in a metamorphosis uh in a in a metamorphical i don't even know if that's a word uh
1: it's (laughs) It's very close it's kind of it comes out of like a chrysalis chrysalis kind of like state that's not even close to the word i i think think people will know what the hell we're talking about
0: but okay exactly like uh as said like whatever came out of it wasn't sure. No little butterfly. <laughs> I just want
1: to mention qu- quickly, uh, real quickly, one of my favorite parts about uh, them being pulled by the grab boy. By the way, during that whole scene, I called the graboid radio because, you know, you know, it's there when you hear the radio in the background. My favorite part of the entire like mo- sequence was when it just played mariachi music. And Kip is it.
0: guy? <laughs> okay. Of- <laughs> uh- I also I also realized watching this movie that Jurassic Park 3 totally totally ripped off that gag from this movie. Like when the uh, like with, with with the fucking uh when the cell phone ring is going off in the Spinosaurus's stomach.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Like, you
0: took that from Tremors 2. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's how much
1: I forget about it's Jurassic
0: a, for, it's, a for,
1: it's a forgettable movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie, but it's a It's a better movie than what the rest of Jurassic world has come to, but that's another story
0: for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those.
1: I kind of want to, I kind of want to just finish out the cast a little bit. I mean, we have the other other characters. They're not, they're not really important, but I just want to mention poor Julio. Oh, that was, Oh
0: dude, that, that was brutal. I, okay. So as a kid that, uh, that terrified uh, the fuck out of you. <laughs> that that was the only Tremors kill that I always had to cover my eyes because I watched all the Tremors movies growing up. But that was the part that I always, every time it would come up, I always covered my eyes because it it looked it it freaked me out. Mm. But uh, so anyways, the last cast
1: member I really want to talk about is Helen Shaver as uh, yes. Kate Riley, the you know the, the doctor who's there, and she's very much. I have here in my notes, she's like a. She's like an older, more confident blonde Rhonda. Um, she is, she knows yeah. What she's doing? She's actually the one who kind of like explores more of the history of the gra- graboids. It really sounds so. It kind of confirms. So, like in the first movie, they kind of they kind of like question like where the hell did they come from. Like it come from like. Meteor in the sky outer space or have they I vote for outer pairs? space.
0: No, way these are local boys. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. okay. that's what Earl says, but it, it proved, but like she says that it, they date back to the pre era and they make, Oh, that's my, I just dropped that shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, they date back to the pre era, which they make a lot of jokes of later on. But the point is, is that, yeah, it proved, this movie pretty much confirms that they do come from, they are from earth but they're probably much older than the dinosaurs, which is interesting. So I'm, so that proves to show that like they've had a lot of years on them. They have, it goes to show that they're they must have like done something right because they have survived for that long. Obviously, I mean, like I love how she kind of like has the Precambrian age fossil, and it looks like one of the dorsal fins on the graboids. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, ah, this pretty much confirms that they're from that they are from here. And then, like you said, Earl just goes. Damn it. I wish they were. Oh, I was betting on aliens.
0: <laughs> See, because because uh, normally I don't like it when uh, when sequels start explaining too much about either uh, uh-huh. uh, like either a creature or uh, or maybe like some kind of or like uh, in the uh, like in some of the Halloween sequels, they they try to give Michael Myers give an
1: explanation for why Michael is Michael.
0: Yeah, they, they basically try to give a bullshit explanation to why he he kills people and it, it gets way too convoluted and, and just ridiculous. Uh, and this movie could have easily fallen into that trap because one of the best elements of the first movie is that, you know, they, th- they throw out all these, you know, I, all these ideas to where they could have come from, but you're not given a definitive answer.
1: Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. What matters is like, oh, our giant worms in the ground. And we need to get that. We need to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I mean, here they give us the she here. They explain it. And then it's just like, that's it. They they knew when to get the hell out of Dodge. Like exactly a little bit. And then that's it. Because again, the more you know, because right after that, because right after she explains it, that's when Bert arrives and let me talk about that fucking arsenal. I'm just like, by the way, the first time I saw Burt Gummer in this movie, I, I have in caps here. Bert fucking Gummer
0: and how he has that graboid head mounted. I want his that wall. OK, it, like there, there's very few movie props that I would I, I would happily display on my wall. That, that's that's one of them. Do you know I that it still
1: fucking exists, though, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that thing still exists?
0: I, I'll break into the universal prob fault and, and go dig it out. I mean, so so by the way, so let's, let's
1: well, let me go back, before we go back to Gummer, let me just talk about Kate real quick. So i just would like to mention that like so at the beginning of the movie, uh, Earl you know, we see he's on an ostrich farm and one of my favorite lines he says is like, you're going to start making eggs and I'm going to go get the barbecue sauce. <laughs> and so, Come on, so wall, Let's go meet Susie. <laughs> When he's first approached by uh, Sir Carlos Ortega, you know, the owner of the refinery and um, and um, Gr- Grady, like, you know, we go in his trailer. By the way, that's the nicest trailer I've ever seen. That, that's not time. a half
0: bad looking trailer. Mean, it's not bad.
1: <laughs> I have to, it's like, so, oh, uh, shit, I wouldn't mind that. So, so she so he mentioned. So we see that he has a pinup of a wall, a up of a playgirl on, or playboy on a wall. It's, you know, it's it's October 1974 or and uh she's a blonde woman and she's very fine and then you get to the late and then hold on you get to the later in the movie so uh, so once they've started experience working with the shriek once they've started like running away from the shriekers they're kind of like having a moment and they she talks about oh well yeah i was um i did a little bit of modeling here and there and you know i did this thing on playboy and he's like october 74 <laughs> And he's like, "Yeah, that was me. Oh boy." <laughs> so it looked like he met his. It pretty much. He looks like he's met his future wife at this point.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. I mean, and- like, I, I mean, I don't don't. Get, I think uh, I don't know. She's kind of a. I do like her character. She she seems a little throwaway for me though. A little bit. She's yeah, not she, really very memorable, but she is a good character. It's just yeah, because I, I she didn't really offer much to it, unlike the main three do.
0: Because I, I think uh, in terms of, the, you know, the leading ladies, uh, you know, comparing her to Finn Carter, uh, because I, I think Finn Carter's Rhonda was was a really good was a really good leading lady. Mm-hmm. You know, she you know, she, she was smart. She was she was resourceful. She had some good dialogue. And Helen Shaver is, you know, she's not bad by by any stretch, but it, she's not memorable, I I would say. And no, uh, I agree and uh but but you know she she has some she has some nice chemistry with with fred ward and i i do like that little moment where uh they're they're checking out each other's asses while the other's not looking
1: when was this again oh wait when they were first doing wait when they were first like getting to really know each other at the beginning that's right i remember yep (laughs) i I was i was kind of zoning out for a little bit because i got distracted by something but you're right they do they do don't they (laughs) that's pretty funny um can we just talk about how great role is? Um, yes, Fred Ford yes. is back in Top Gear. Like I said, he's at the beginning. He's at at the beginning. He's back down in his luck. Like you said, you mentioned it looks like he's even worse. I don't know. He's he's managing an ostrich farm, and like I said, dude. I don't know, man. That trailer looks pretty fucking good.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, fucking, it, fucking got a grab. Apparently, they made a graboid arcade game, and I'm like, oh, I want yeah,
0: that. That always drove me crazy as a kid. I wanted to know what the gameplay for that game would have looked like. <laughs> what
1: does that work? Like, I, like, <clears throat> okay, serious discussion. Um, where do you? How do you think the graboid arcade game works? Like, what do you What do you think it's based off of? Like, real quick. I'm like serious talk here. Like what, what would you Um, recommend?
0: I'm thinking like snake or, um, I mean, like I'm, I mean, if you were going to put a graboid arcade game, especially in the nineties, I would imagine that you would try to, uh, I mean, if, if I was developing a graboid arcade game in the nineties, I would, uh, I would, I would try to, you know, take on the Mortal Kombat violence approach, and you play as the Graboid. The goal is just to eat as many oh people. My as you can. Oh my god!
1: Oh, actually, that'd be really fun. Just like and, okay, like, so like you, you use the so okay, so let me see. You use the joystick to kind of move around the ground, and then you sneak up on someone and bring.
0: So, yeah, actually, uh, kind of a random piece of trivia. In the early two thousands, there was actually a Tremors video game in development. And it oh, was really gonna, it so was gonna,
1: what, what led to it getting canceled then
0: i think the i think the development development studio went bankrupt uh, but uh I mean. and and apparently it was going to be a third person shooter and burr gummer was going to be a playable character uh there, there's of actually there, there's, act, there's actually some uh some screenshots of you know what the character model w- would have looked like and God, I, I would have swooped that <laughs> swoop that well, up.
1: You would have picked that shit up in a sec. Oh Actually, yeah, no,
0: even like yeah. you cause even if the game was terrible, I, I, like little Jeff would have played the shit out of it.
1: Okay, let me see. I'm looking up some screen grabs here. My,
0: oh wow, yeah. You yeah, right? You, you
1: would have okay, yeah, there's a bird gummer. You would have definitely like fought, you would have like run around and you'd be fighting shriekers and shit, and then <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, the model for Burt Gummer actually looks pretty good. Although, yeah, no, it doesn't yeah, look a how bad. More muscle, that's a little bit more muscle on Burt than I'm usually accustomed to, um, just because it's a video game. I'm like, are you sure Burt Gummer's got that muscle? much muscle on there? I don't know But i that.
0: I think it was supposed to come out in 2002, so it so it would have been... It looks like the PS2 Xbox era, for sure. That's yeah, probably. I think... Uh, so it would have been after the third movie, and, pro- and it was probably... It was probably supposed to debut uh, before the premiere of the of the TV series because that came out in January of uh, two thousand
1: three. Mm. That sucks. That would have that would have been a fun game to play.
0: Oh, dude, know. right?
1: Uh, mm. Such a shame. Well, I'm I'm hope maybe, I mean, hopefully maybe few, further on down the road because it sounds like. Well, I mean, we all know how like Kevin Bacon tried to bring back Tremors. And- <laughs> apparently for time, i thought that was i was like fuck you no this is not this shit's fucking like disg- disgusting gross <laughs> um i <clears throat> i mean you could totally make a tremors video game again um i mean the guy the gameplay would be really fun i mean <laughs> oh by the way side side note since we are talking video games here for a sec um you know how like you know how like didn't you own like the jaws video game back in the day i did um, it wasn't that game just about like you just swim around and you fucking um eat up people and fucking destroy environments and everything you fight. Yeah, them. yeah,
0: ba- yeah. There was the missions where you know you 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 destroy a Coast Guard boats. You uh, I think there was one one level where you fight a giant squid. <laughs> it was ridiculous i wouldn't
1: be surprised well recently so i have playstation plus um and recently that man eater game got became oh shit how is that i don't know i haven't played it yet but i've seen gameplay online i remember just watching gameplay online i'm like this is they look like they took the jaws game and just like changed it up quite and just added like mutated shit all over it i'm like
0: just call it fun. jaws unleashed remastered
1: um <laughs> <laughs> i'll dude i will let you know in a second when i start playing this game um you should uh you should eventually play
0: this game with me at some point dude. oh it's dude over. no we're, we're playing the fuck out of it oh you yeah
1: but, all right so anyways back on track here anyways guys get back on track and for anyone who knows that joke um So anyway, so you're going, so yeah, he's got this trailer here and, uh, Earl is just kind of just like, yeah, I mean, he's doing, he looks pretty okay. I mean, like, sure. He could probably use a few couple million dollars, but, um, but like, as soon as he hears the prospect of it, I'm surprised he didn't suffer Pete. I'm surprised he's not suffering PTSD from this. Do you think he is? I don't know. Wouldn't you suffer PTSD from that kind of shit?
0: Like after the events of the first movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, come on, you're being chased by giant fucking worms underneath the ground. Wouldn't you be like, I mean, I mean, it seems Wouldn't like really afraid I've- to just, like step on the ground afterwards and just like live high on top of like somewhere in the world.
0: I mean, I, I know, feel I, I feel like after, you know, he and Val were, you know, were kind of launched into into celebrity status for for a brief while. Then it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm uh fought some giant underground worms and survived. I don't know. Some other people do.
1: I mean, I can't say for the other people.
0: Oh, okay. So, total side note: there's a, a there's an offhanded line where uh, uh, in the beginning of the movie, where Grady says, "Like, oh, that Reebok commercial with you guys running through the desert." Oh wanna my god! That. I want to <laughs> see that fucking commercial.
1: That would be uh, no. What was sadder for me is just like you look in his like you look in his um trailer and there's like promotional images from the first movie that are being used as like magazine covers. And I'm like,
0: well, there's Kevin Bacon and he's not in this movie. And uh, I actually, in, uh, in the uh, early drafts of the, of, of the script, Kevin Bacon was supposed to return. He supposed I,
1: to... Yeah. I see here. He didn't come back because he ultimately turned it down to do Apollo 13 at the time,
0: which it's an understandable move because at, at the time, he had a very negative experience working on the first film. That's and, right.
1: I forget. He, he thought that movie was going to destroy his career, but he, anything, he did. That, movie yeah.
0: like, that movie like restored his career. It, yeah. it really did. And, and I, I like that, you know, that now he's uh, like, he, he looks back on it as like, uh, as like one of the, I I, th- I think he said it's uh, it's one of the most personal movies to him, which I which I totally understand. Because
1: what, what was that nightmare you always told me about? He had where like, yeah, so um... uh,
0: so he he always he had this uh, re- reoccurring nightmare that his uh, because while they were filming this movie, his wife was Here's like edric. Edric. yeah she, yeah like she was eight months pregnant, and I think uh, I think the nearest hospital was like forty minutes away, and and so he had these reoccurring nightmares. Because uh, he was stressed out that you know I'm doing this movie where I'm I'm fighting giant underground worms, my career's fucked. And he had this recurring nightmare uh where his wife was being uh attacked by monsters. And so at one point he was sleepwalking where he actually picked her up and I think uh I think walked her outside, and she's like Baby, what are you doing? It's like, I gotta save you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean, to be fair, at the time he thought this movie was gonna destroy his career, but I mean, I wouldn't blame him in that regard. (laughs) That's, I mean, but that dream still is pretty fucking hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, so, uh, I feel like this movie would have definitely benefited if there was just a little cameo from, maybe like even a voice cameo from Kevin. You'd be like, well, Earl, sorry, I can't join you there, but, uh, Good luck, there, shithead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would have been wonderful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think um, so. Actually, I, I wanted to go back uh, to uh, to the shriekers. Uh, yeah, let's.
1: Yeah, no, let's talk about them. And I have to say, uh, the design is fucking brilliant. I like the con. I really enjoy the concept. of it. Uh, what really freaks me out is when they. So the idea is that instead of instead of sound uh they sense people they sense things by infrared i really like the infrared aspect to it but i'm like f- every time they sense infrared that they're, they're fucking like that shriek it, yeah it's the shriek and it's also just like the things stick up out of their heads and i'm like that's fucking it's like their brain is popping out i'm like it's that's like f-
0: oh no, that's gross. oh that's that's kind of <laughs> like oh <laughs> and like, i don't know how
1: about it, that you, shit uh you, did did you see uh, a Like you, you see it fucking pulsating. Oh, it's nasty. Yeah, that's fucking nasty as shit. And then even so, like, and apparently the way they reproduce is uh, like they'll eat like like food or whatnot, and then they'll just like apparently, yeah, they're hermaphrodites. Everybody,
0: (laughs) it's like grab a bite to eat and you give birth, and out comes a baby. It's kind
1: of like it's kind of like
0: circle of life. It's kind of like, honestly, no lie. Now
1: that I think about it, it's almost kind of like Star Trek. Because um, like, I don't know if anyone remembers the Tribbles, but like Tribbles will eat and then they and then they give birth from there. And that's how you get like a shit ton of Tribbles. <laughs> um, for anyone who's watched Star Trek, I don't know. I,
0: dude, you've told me you've watched Star Trek. How the hell do you not know about the Tribbles? Dude, I'm like, as I'm as casual of a Star Trek. Watcher I know
1: you are, but you told me you again. started watching the original series.
0: God damn it. <laughs> A few select episodes, but I'm not watching it from beginning to end. Oh, you both well, you've got to watch The Trouble of Tribbles. That's like one of the c- classic episodes of Star Trek. You've
1: got it. You have to. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll put, I'll put it on the fucking list. God. And it's season two. I don't remember what episode number it is, but it's season two, and you will not be disappointed by how fucking awesome. How okay. Fucking
0: awesome I'll, I'll give it a watch. But
1: anyways, going back to how they give birth, or, like, they reproduce. I'm just like, even then, that's also like, oh, that's kind of disgusting in there, too. Shit. <laughs> like, mmm. But I don't give, but I will say the practicals and everything, holy fuck. Um, some of the best practical effects I've seen for a low budget picture of this kind of category.
0: Yeah. Like, when, uh, like, when the, uh, like, especially when that, uh, you know, after the, after the shrieker pukes out, it's, it's, it's little baby. And it's uh, you know, it, it's just uh, you know, kind of, kind of crawling around and just like kind of taking its first breath. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. It oh really yeah, does sure. look amazing. Like, it, it looks like, it looks like a, like a, a practical living, breathing creature. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what I wanted to say earlier was uh, is you know part of the fun of the first movie was uh, was the characters learning about these creatures as uh, as the movie progresses and. Mm-hmm constantly figuring out how to outsmart them and what i like about this movie is that everything that they've learned about the graboids it doesn't mean shit anymore and that they have to adapt to these new creatures and that that are above ground therefore making the plot more fresh you have new ways of
1: trying to get around the get around a problem and work around the work Around to make a solution out of it, which is exactly like how a sequel works. Um, exactly, and and, 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 and thank- it brilliantly, yeah. Here, sure.
0: And thankfully, uh, just like the first movie, the characters make really smart choices throughout the movie, like, and they are they you
1: all- sure about that? Because there's that one moment where they were like they're running towards like this one building, and, and Grady and, uh, and Katie's like, "Don't run to it! Don't run to it!" and like this is comedy gold. They just, you go inside the building and you realize it's not even fully built. And she's like, I, why didn't you fucking listen to me? God?" Damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aside from that, the, uh, uh, like the, the moment where, uh, you know, where Earl puts the, uh, like puts the, the hot or puts the shirt under hot water and puts that on a, like on, on a clothing line and then just kind of reels it outside and use mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. use that as a distraction. Like good stuff right there.
1: No, it's brilliant. And, uh, no, I like it. That I mean, again, no. I, I, well, I mean, another thing I really like is like. So we mentioned that shriekers, you know, sense by infrared, and that's when they have their fucking brains pulsating out. But what I love is like when they try to get to one of the cars, one of the one of the cars in the facility, and they have to like use doors. Like they have to hide two by two behind a yes. door. Yes. And that's brilliant. And also like kind of comedy. It's a little bit kind of comedy gold at it at the same time. It's like adapting to a new situation. And it's like, all right, ready? Left. Step. 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 And step. Like like, how they have. It's definitely tremors
0: humor. what? What was that? It's definitely tremors humor.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Because like, because in the first movie, Uh, what was one of the, was one of the best, one of the best moments? Oh yeah. Pole vaulting. (laughs) Yeah. Pole vaulting. It's like, no, like what's the (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh man. Okay. So we, we, we gotta talk about the greatest scene in the movie. Bert blasting the fuck out of that shrieker. With his big-ass gun. Oh, I, and that mention, I mention, just that motherfucker just... By the way, before you, there, before you get there, he's
1: packing fucking heat throughout this entire fucking movie, you know? Oh, dude, totally. And then, and then like, as he's in the, like... He comes with, the, like, that military truck full of, like, C4 and shit. He, and you know how, like... So, at the beginning of the movie, the way they, like, hunt the Graboids is, like, they put, like, dynamite sticks on the RC cars and just blow them up. He puts a fucking like, he gets like mini tanks and puts C4 on them. And it's like, you know, they're nice little explosions here and there. Beautiful explosions. Fucking like Burt's explosions are like fucking nukes in comparison. Like, holy shit. Because he's got all that C4 on there. Like, Four pounds animals.
0: of C4 may have been a bit <laughs> excessive.
1: By the way, so I just want to mention real quick, since we are talking about Bert, I'm... Um, so obviously his wife in the movie is played by Reba McIntyre. Obviously she didn't come back for the sequel. So the way they wrote is that it looks like she's leaving Bert and the way he's like, she asked me to send the HK one. Like that's how you divorce people is like, give me that gun.
0: <laughs> and, and, and what I like about what I like about this movie is that, uh, it, it gives like rational explanations for why some of the prominent characters aren't returning. You know, it's, a uh, you know, like because Earl has that line of because uh, 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 you know, Senior or- Ortega said that you know we tried to we we tried to contact Val, and then Earl says, "Well, yeah, he married a good woman. Why would he want to get himself killed?" It's <laughs> like, yeah, that that makes sense. And yeah. uh
1: yeah. A child, apparently, and that child's in your least favorite Tremors movie. Uh, we'll,
0: fuck <laughs> it. we'll, we'll get we'll get to that fucking movie, that goddamn <laughs> terrible fucking movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Wanna, in the future, I, I don't like Trevor Six. What? Spoiler alert for the future. Oh, I don't like Trevor Six.
1: Who gives a fuck if it sounds like you hate that movie? But anyways, that's besides the point. But yeah, no, yeah. Why would a uh, Val want to go risk his life when he's got Rhonda and like, like he's you know he's finally like got a good life out of it? So he's like, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just the hell with you guys.
0: So now Sans so so like, Sora, what are you doing here? <laughs> so i actually one of uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie was uh uh was i think when uh when earl uh calls uh, calls up bert and and then uh bert uh bert says something like can you believe that she blamed our our our, our relationship on the Cold on, War? <laughs> like on the collapse <laughs> on of the Soviet union? <laughs> union like well you did take that pretty personal bert <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like i like, knew it was I, either the cold war or the
0: soviet union but i don't remember the specific line which was brilliant yeah and he i think he responded like uh like she thinks that i can't that that uh that i can't survive without the threat of global war what kind of thing is that to say to a man
1: <laughs> well you have to remember again like the, i mean like the, they were you know building up as survivalists they were probably gearing up for probably that essential thing and and then you and they ended up using their arsenal against the graboids. And uh, by the way, I love how when we first see Gummer or uh, Bert, it's that wall of guns, and it's a nice callback.
0: To- big, so- beautiful wall of guns. You broke
1: into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't
0: you? <laughs> oh that, that's one of the best scenes that's ever.
1: the best scene <laughs> in like all of like cinema probably it probably is <laughs> except for one shot in that thing but that's besides the point Um, but no that fucking shit is beautiful um, but yeah so he's got all this heat and he's packing like he's yeah he's literally packing heat and uh, I, by the way I like how they use the budget they use the idea of the, they use the budget to their advantage with it and so he's describing like how he's like I lost all my ammo—that has never happened to me before.
0: <laughs> and he—he he looks so defeated and depressed.
1: And it's a great way of util—again, it's a great way of utilizing the budget because obviously you don't have the budget to like do all that shit. Oh um, yeah, plus
0: like, plus the, the the way he uh, he describes his uh, his encounter with the shriekers, where like they were they were surrounding me on the hood, so I popped it into six wheel and I ran them over. his <laughs> hand-to-hand technique. I unloaded. It and i was just like. And like every time I hear that, like my imagination just goes wild with how, I with how that would have played out. I literally and- have it in my notes description of how I fought the Shriekers is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I think uh, I think not showing it kind of makes Bert even cooler. <laughs> Cause he's just like, that's right, I went to war
1: and I came back and I'm sad. <laughs> Um, yeah going uh, hey, uh, back uh, to the super rifle that fucking uh, the way that said cover your ears I'm like oh shit this gun sounds like it's shit's happening. going down <laughs> and like he literally annihilates the thing unfortunately they do blow out the car that they're trying to use to get the fuck out of there but
0: i will say that's uh i really like that that shot where it's uh you know it's uh, it's a nice little tracking shot uh just uh, just uh just kind of following how far that bullet really traveled like it, went, it, like it went went through a few walls an oil barrel and then it just happened to go through their their car engine the only working car and then everyone just looks at bird he's like i don't know how could i have known can we talk
1: about yeah Can okay can we pause for a second just really discuss just how uh, what did they say it's made the bullet he only used one bullet in there right it's made out of a, it's made out of the finest bronze was that the idea of the gun yeah. Or at least the bullet. What do you think that kind of gun exists in real life? Uh, it has to. It has to like, I, I'm not
0: a gun expert, but I mean, neither
1: am I. I know. Quite I, I, much, I mean, uh, like Galen, who was in our last episode. Let me tell you about him and his love of guns. But like, I don't think he
0: knows. At this point, I, I do not question Burt Gummer.
1: I mean, no, neither do I. But- <laughs> I mean, that fucking gun alone, the way you load it up, it's like loading up a tranquilizer gun. And they're just like, it's very bolt action-y. And it's just like one shot, one kill. And yeah, that, by the way, that's at least bigger than a 50 cal bullet. That like a 50, have you seen, oh, yeah, you know, a a cool. 50 cal, have you seen what a 50 cal bullet does in real life? I have it's one. Like, I, like
0: I, a, I haven't seen one done in real life, but I've, I've seen videos and that shit it's like
1: Real. It's like a, it's like shooting a rocket. <laughs> almost a mini rocket and then once it makes its contact it's like
0: so, so I, it. I i wonder uh so based off the based off the the shot uh you know of bird firing the gun does it look like michael gross actually fired that i haven't really thought about that do you i am um... because if if he did oh, like, your listeners <laughs> yeah okay yeah if uh if anyone knows this for sure, uh I, actually yeah here. Uh Eric start talking about something I'm I'm going to look the scene up because that's going to that's oh, going to drive me crazy. <laughs>
1: um what I really would like to point out with the shrieker's um the way they sense things with their tongues too and I just like oh that the tongue was great in terms of just how fucking gross that had made me
0: oh um, do you know like that uh that one scene where uh where pert's in the tractor and all the all the tongues are kind of feeling around to trying to find him he just has the knife out like that that i that honestly puts me on edge every time i see it
1: mm-hmm. and, and it's just uh that i mean great practical effects again but still i um, seeing that tongue alone is like is it are these like are these also descended from gene simmons is gene simmons secretly like a street? <laughs> I, would make, I totally would make total sense,
0: actually.
1: <laughs> he's not the lead singer of Kiss, but, like, come on. That tongue alone. Have you seen the way he flates that tongue everywhere? Like, Jesus. He has to be.
0: He's probably maybe a human shrieker, probably. I don't know. Okay. I just watched the scene. It's Michael Gross. It is. Oh, so it is him shooting you, the... You goddamn legend.
1: <laughs> ah. Oh, man. just I. You know what? If we what would it be like if we could try and get Michael gross to come on and talk about it?
0: Honestly, that would, that would be incredible.
1: Uh, Uh, That would probably, you know what we should, uh, why don't we, why don't we do a few more episodes on tremors first and then let's get get that. Yeah. Like that, that would be a great, uh, uh, sounds like Michael would definitely like come, like talk to anyone about, tremors and like he seems to really love that franchise he and does I, like I would love to like hear his opinions on that thing
0: oh wow yeah honestly if if uh i think uh it, like maybe after we finish the last movie that would probably be a good time to to get in contact with him so uh, so anyone listening we're not making any definitive announcements well, we would love, like, bro, we, like, would like, we, love we, we literally michael just michael pulled this gross. out of our asses so we're not saying we're getting michael gross but we would love to speak well, to him because like because we really want to know like
1: how did it feel to shoot that fucking giant gun that must have been like oh, oh jesus tell us about that shit oh man
0: oh just um, just just wait for the opening scene of Tremors 3 <laughs> mm. anyways going back to anyways i just want to point out something about the
1: shriekers which i've like um much like much like the graboids like they are learning they're very intel they you know they adapt to like um their situations they learn to develop although it does lead to like one of the worst cgi shots i've seen in the movie and that's (laughs) so at one point they've done they're doing they've done the classic thing of like where they or like um bert it's bert kate and grady they're all on top of like the oil drum or whatnot and then you see, and then like, obviously they can't climb. So what, and so what the shriekers do is that they hop on top of each other to try and get there. And then that's when like, uh, that's when Bert comes out of the tractor is like, come here, you bastards, come and follow me. And he leads them into the warehouse. But leading up to that, just the CGI didn't, uh, it's just like, oh, it's, uh, God, uh, it,
0: <laughs> it, it
1: it was a, it was a, it was a, so great
0: with the practicals. And I'm like, oh no, not because it. I'll at least throw them a little bit of, uh, or like I'll throw them a little bit of leeway because at least it looks like they only utilized CGI when it was absolutely necessary. So, so for, for sure, shot, right? So, no, but, I, I agree. But still,
1: even then, I'm like, uh,
0: it's, like,
1: uh, uh, oh, it's uh, <laughs> you didn't have the budget for that one. No, they didn't. By the way, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all. Oh, and then, so now we're at, so now we're at the end of this thing. And like, you know, they've closed the shriekers in there and um they're like, and then they realize oh shit, there's all this rice flour there. And like, they're going to multiply and shit. And so. No nope. so, rock
0: rips through paper.
1: I was going <laughs> to to it. That's a nice little, I love how it's a nice little callback to the first movie. You know how, so like then the first movie, like, Val and Earl they settle everything with rock paper scissors, and then the last time they did rock paper scissors, like Val just punches Earl, and Earl then goes to like save the little kid, goes to save everybody. But um, and this time, and this time he's like, he's like, let's do scissors paper rock, and he's just like, the first time he does it, like I have here in my notes, apparently scissors is a great way to steal beer. Yep, <laughs> it's like one two one. Three. Scissors, what
0: scissors rock paper.
1: <laughs> And then, and then like here, and then here, uh, Bert's and Bert's when Bert's got a plan, he's like, Bert's always got a plan. Usually. <laughs> and then, and then Earl's also got, I got a plan. Sort of. Sort <laughs> of. Sort of. Oh, another uh, uh, one. One of my favorite quotes in the movie is like, so when they first realize that they're, that the shriekers are mafroditic. So, and then they, they learn by infrared and whatnot. So like the reason why the car engines are blown up is because, the why they eat the car engines because you know the car engines are red hot and they, you know they've just been turned off and so one of my favorite quotes is from grady's like they've been acting smart because they're so stupid so i, I love that line because <laughs> uh, yeah that that sounds about right <laughs> I'm, gonna fucking, I'm gonna steal that fucking line for that for some of my other projects <laughs> another great line i like is when earl sees pager pages remains he's like
0: oh
1: it's a whole new goddamn ball game. It's a whole new game. God damn it. Shit. <laughs> I
0: love uh I love that one line where uh where like uh they 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 see Pedro's truck kind of kind of stop in the distance and uh <laughs> he's taking a piss. That's a long week. <laughs> um and then
1: and then what's the other where does smart okay where does I forget when does someone say smart little bastards?
0: <laughs> oh I think it was uh I think it was like right when uh when the shriekers are like jumping on top of each other.
1: That was it, yeah. That was that. That was that. Yeah, that's when Bert so Bert just sees him and goes, smart little, little bastards. bastards And I just and I'm just watching her and just go oh, that CGI just makes me uncomfortable to watch. <laughs>
0: uh, uh just 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 wait for the T V series. So <laughs> it looks can we talk? Bad. can we talk about how they ultimately kill the Shriekers? Yes, it's uh it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, why don't you explain it? Because I feel like I'm not going to do it justice. So the, uh, so in order to, uh, so Earl so proposed. Earl's got a plan, sort of. The sort of plan is that Earl suggests that, hey, you got bombs in your truck. Douse me with uh, like, like just douse this. I
1: think it was CO2 is what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, like
0: that. douse me with this CO2. It'll cover my body heat. And, you know, I'll plant the bomb. We'll get the hell out of here. And Which, By the way, another that's actually honestly that's, like that's not a bad re- plan. Yeah, for I mean, like you talk about
1: how stupid, like they're just normal people. They don't they don't have the best plans, but like that's pretty ingenious to like. It, dash it, it is. It really
0: is. And uh and so uh so after Earl gets in there, uh you know he, he starts uh he starts getting warmer, and then the streakers, you know, they see him, and so he just kind of throws throws the bomb in with every other bomb that pert has planted in his truck and and so the moment after
1: escape, they get out and he's just like well i well i just like i just set off i just started a bomb It's like how big the you, bomb like, you what <laughs> this is when you know it's gonna be a really big big explosion so he's just like so they so they hide behind a wall, and Burt's like,
2: "Go farther! Go farther! It's gonna Go! be big, oh! Oh! big!"
0: I love that. It's like this is gonna be big. This is gonna be today. Grady, get your ass down!
1: <laughs> and then they get they get into the ditch, and then you see the minute. Obviously, it's probably a miniature explosion that they have set up. But it looks uh, fantastic. But it looks but it looks beautiful. And then like so like it blows up. <laughs> Grady's kind of buried in all debris and whatnot. He's made it though; he's fine. But like, but then you see like all the debris landing. Like you see a graboid corpse fall. <laughs> no,
0: you, you see like that. That's, a, that's, that's exactly how, that's that's how you properly end a Tremors movie. Just
1: <laughs> it was so graboid
0: and monster guts just raining down on all the main characters. Oh, was, so that is uh, how, that's how you end a like, Tremors movie.
1: Speaking of which, earlier I love how earlier in the movie when they're hunting for the graboids, when they feel when they kill the first graboid, Earl just casually picks up an umbrella and just like yep yourself. <laughs> oh man and, and then like the movie and the way the movie ends is just like so it sounds like katie kate and earl they're going like all right you interested in uh dating how about how do you feel about dating someone like, I was like,
0: oh, that's a sweet little
1: moment Sweet, little. and then grady grady throughout the entire movie has kind of been talking about kind of like opening up a grab boy theme park and now he's got some pretty good ideas um, and it all, it, the first idea was like when they're being like dragged around by radio graboid, I, mean, um,
0: shit. I, would, I would go to that theme park. I would, <laughs> I would.
1: And then, I, and then like, and then, the, and then like it ends with them kind of just walking back to the refinery it, refinery. It's just been blown up. And it's so just Matt's a giant crater
0: up. in the ground. <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> yeah. We kind of destroyed the refinery
1: <laughs> for the refinery. That's right. We're going to get paid a lot of money either way. he shouldn't reimburse us. So I, that does a question. Actually, that does leave a question. Like, do you do you think they got all that money, or did, or did like Signor Ortega just like you're
0: not earning any money because you blew up my goddamn <laughs> <It's> refinery? Like, <laughs> okay, here's your check, but I'm gonna take it back because you owe me for my fucking refinery. <laughs>
1: That's
0: a good question. So yeah, just like, do they get the money, or uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm gonna assume they did because because uh, like you said, they owe them for all the little ones. So if that if that all accounted for an extra fifty thousand for each of those shriekers, money just raining in like like Earl is gonna wake up every day like fucking Scrooge McDuck and just dive into his <laughs> bathtub of gold.
1: Although realistically speaking, family, I don't know if you've seen the Family Guy parody of um, of uh, the Ducktales opening, but like you know how like Peter. Like he tries to go for a swim in the gold
0: ah, <laughs> no, it, gold is not a liquid mash. I,
1: I think that's what, I mean, that. realistically, that's what would happen for sure. Um, but then again, that's a fucking cartoon in uh, DuckTales. And so it's family guy, but, but yeah. Um, so, so that's the movie. But um, what I would like to know, Jeff is, uh, so what do you think a Gravelway theme park would look like?
0: Oh man! Uh, so I haven't
1: really, I haven't really thrown down these thoughts, but I kind of figured like we should just why don't we spend the last few minutes of this just discussing how this thing would. Work? I would,
0: uh, I would, I would picture a uh, a themed roller coaster with uh, and all the uh, all the carts are graboid tentacles. Uh, that would that'd be one of my suggestions, and a joyride would be like getting dragged by a radio. Um, yep, would be great.
1: Um, one of the, one of the activities you could do is you could pull vault between structures.
0: Like maybe, uh, Hmm. Oh yeah. You, do, that, you
1: can kind maybe. of do like whack-a-mole and you can kind of do like a whack-a-mole kind of situation and throw like a little like sparklers. And then when it blows up, that's when a graboid blows up. Kind of.
0: It would be kind of cool to, uh, uh, kind of going off what you said, uh, just have like a, a giant obstacle course where you, where you can't t- touch the ground
1: oh that would dude that would that that would be fun you'd have to to train for that i I feel like like you know that's so much cardio and so much endurance i feel like god that
0: that would be so much fun
1: oh no for sure it would but like i would just be so exhausted by then this you go to the gym i don't i need i clearly need to like get hit the cardio room or whatnot but like fuck like that obstacle course that obstacle course alone would just be really fun to wouldn't it just be like, heave around. Heave around, just be like Ugh, don't uh, the just just don't let it fucking ground. eat like, me. Doink <laughs> like, doink and doink. And doink. It's, you know what? what? you know? Okay, you know how like the very opening of Tremors Two opens up with that guy? He's like, ech, ech. he's like, That's
0: okay, boy, yeah, boy, boy, actually, winter. random, a uh, random piece of trivia. Uh, so that uh, I'm blanking on the gentleman's name, uh, but he the he was, was a pre-junior. Yep, he was in uh uh, most of you will probably recognize him from the Lost World Jurassic Park, as he is the gentleman who gets his ass uh, stomped on by the T Rex foot in multiple puddles. Oh no! Oh, really? <laughs> yep.
1: Ah, uh, that oh, poor guy. I mean, Inter- like,
0: interesting couple of years. Like getting by a boy and then get stomped you know, on I'm by by a T Rex. I'm actually looking at some of his
1: credits here, according to Wikipedia. So, like, he it looks like he did Battle for the Planet of the Apes in '73. Then oh wow dawn his in-
0: career went goes that far back
1: he did dawn in 2014 uh he's done robocop 2 he did the aaron he did the need for speed movie he's done tremors 2 the first universal soldier predator 2 la confidential which is fucking brilliant of a movie US oh fuck yeah, he's World. in the running man oh yeah he is in the running Man. Oh, who is he in the ru- oh dude who is he in the running man who do you think he is
0: That was a good question. It's been a while since I've seen it.
1: Yeah. And then he, Oh dude, he's in speed.
0: Oh, I love speed.
1: Oh my God. He's in, he's in what I consider to be the greatest TV show ever made. What's that? Walker, Texas Ranger, (laughs) by the way, by the way, I just want to point out, um, I, I, um, next up, uh, (laughs) I would like to talk about Walker, Texas Ranger at some point. Um, when i do just keep, just be prepared because uh walker texas ranger and my the way i feel about walker texas ranger is about you how you and your and our mutual friend reese feel about the bench warmers
0: you mean a masterpiece of cinema
1: and uh that is your opinion and i'm going to be infuriated by this but it's
0: uh it's my it's my uh undeniable fact actually it is
1: not undeniable fact god damn it how can you fucking enjoy that movie
0: because it's a goddamn masterpiece oh. and and reese is gonna fuck
1: <laughs> he probably would defend that shit to death wouldn't he mm.
0: we would die for that movie
1: <laughs> i will fucking murder you both for liking that movie <laughs> but uh anyway <laughs> final thoughts on tremors 2
0: Tremors 2, it definitely is not as good as the first movie, but it doesn't try to top the first movie, which I kind of appreciate. It, it does exactly what a sequel should do. And the, the the small the reduced budget doesn't compromise the quality of the movie overall. It's It's still very well paced, it's well acted. There's some great dialogue. There's the practical effects are outstanding, uh, even, even though the CGI is pretty wonky. It's not enough to it's not enough to take away from the movie as a whole. So if you if you were hesitant about checking out any of the Tremor sequels, just because you saw that they were all all straight to video, at least watch the second movie, because it's it's a solid follow up and it's uh, it, it's great to see Fred Ward come back. This movie has some of Michael Gross's best moments in the entire franchise. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, this is uh this is the, I mean, it. I agree. It's a step down from the first one, but then again, it's it's not trying to be the first one. It's trying to be more of its own kind of story. Um, you you have you, you have someone thrust into the situation like ah shit, I got to deal with this again, but then like. He realizes all of his skills that he acquired for during the first one are how to deal with the first, how to deal with that situation. in The first movie is completely irrelevant because when you get to this one, it's it doesn't work because he has to deal with a whole new situation, um, and they have to learn to adapt, which is brilliant. Um, much like Jeff, I agree. The characters are, I feel like the chemistry between a lot of the characters is great. Um, Fred Ward and Bert Gump, uh, Fred Ward and Michael Gross are definitely by far the shining like nights of this movie. And um, I really enjoy the comedy in this movie. The practical effects are in like top notch for a direct to video film. And then that CGI. The less said about the CGI, the better. Um, but this is a, this is a, like a fun ride from start to finish. Um, even though I, even though I just said it, it's a step down by far much better than expected. So uh, Tremors two, Yeah, definitely check it out. It is, Worth your time.
0: Alrighty everyone. So I think that is going to conclude this current episode. So keep a lookout for all the good shit that we have coming towards your way in the future.
1: Well but before we go before we go there, what would you say our next episode would be? Um no, take that, take that back. We're gonna go dark, really dark, into a city full of mysteries. Come back with us soon when we do check out dark city in the meantime guys check us out anywhere you can follow us on any social medias that we got so uh this is this is going to be it well uh thanks for listening to two nerds keys in a podcast
0: this is eric this is jeff
1: we'll see you later guys take it easy